if you really want to understand this, this is um, he he wrote a column in, uh, in some right wing press, uh, and he said, "Speak to this is today." He said, "Speak to anybody in Britain's ruling class these days, and within minutes they'll tell you the country's problems are all because of one thing: Brexit." And I don't know who he means by ruling class, <laughs> because. Everyone in charge of anything, including the Labour Party, seems pretty committed to it. Well, yeah, I mean, even if people will say, even if you get people that I would say are actually classified as the sort of elite power brokers in this country to admit that, they would probably just say, because we didn't do it hard enough. You just didn't believe enough in it. And it's like, ah, there's probably other causes here too, but... No, no, the ruling class, the barista, the I mean, pronoun. I didn't eat a book on TV, I don't know, I don't know anything, <laughs> but like... So, Goodwin writes... The word virtue refers to be, being morally good or righteous. Always good to open up a chapter with Webster's Dictionary. Yeah. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. Riley, you have to, I know it's, it's retread, but you have to say about how he used a fake Napoleon quote. He got fooled by brainyquote.com. <laughs> like, that's the level of brain power we're operating yeah. on here. You know, you know, sometimes, like, people taking the piss out of this kind of an opener will be like, did this man swallow a dictionary? Well, in, in, in Matthew Goodwin's case... <laughs> Uh, centuries ago, thinkers such as Aristotle saw... I know, you should groan, it's stupid. Se centuries is cooking it pretty lightly for Aristotle, <laughs> to be honest with you. Centuries ago... Centuries ago, when the people buying this book were born. Yeah. <laughs> centuries ago, thinkers such as... No one's buying this book except me. Because yeah. <laughs> we couldn't find a torrent of... We couldn't find a free ebook. No one actually wants this book. Not except, that we've ever torrented anything. Except our show to make yeah. content. So, centuries ago, thinkers such as Aristotle, I'll, that's, that line's going to live in my head for a while, saw politics not just as a way of organizing society, but as a means through which people can lead a virtuous life, acquiring things such as character. <laughs> <laughs> fucking video game-ass dialogue. <laughs> you can acquire things such as character points. <laughs> a sense of honor, which I guess is like a quest item. Uh-huh. Um, Feelings of moral worth and respect from others. Again, of course... <laughs> Servitude yeah. to the shogun. <laughs> <laughs> but today, amid the rise of the new elite, which, by the way, is us and you and the people working at this venue, um, many people feel the exact opposite. Many people, such as distinguished professors of politics at Kent University, whose students keep making fun of their ridiculous ears and their propensity to eat books. Uh, <laughs> They have not only been silenced by the new elite, and you can tell because he has a column every other day in major newspapers, but also stigmatized as being a morally inferior underclass. So if you are living in a buy-to-let, remember that you are the elite and your landlord is the underclass because you are aware of pronouns. Yeah, Dr. Leas Dr. Leasehold is working class. <laughs> and it's all part of my cunning plan, Mr. Bond. Sooner or later, you will be the elite. <laughs> He just puts on a flat cap and he's like, you'll never get away with this. <laughs> we, we tried to buy flat caps for the regional authenticity tour. We actually did, but the only... You, you tried to find them. We couldn't. Yeah, the only place we found them was in central London. <laughs> and it was being sold by this Turkish guy who would go like below 35 pounds each. So like a bit rich for our expense account, unfortunately, but... The, guy, the guy's got like an odd job henchman, but he's just throwing a flat cap. <laughs> Dr. Leasehold's going to stick in my head for a while. Uh, at the top of the hierarchy, as we will see, are the highly educated new elite who have the right degrees and the right of universities and the elite beliefs to feel valuable and virtuous. At the bottom, by contrast, 
are people from the white working class, non-graduate majority, and older people. Who's, yeah, so the, the old are part of the underclass because they don't understand blue hair. I have the right I feel like degree for the right. People understand blue hair really well, actually. <laughs> it's just it offends Matthew Goodwin in a way that I can't really explain here. <laughs> or whose identities as straight white men leaves them feeling as though they're no longer treated with as much respect as other groups in society. It wasn't always this way, says Goodwin. It used uh-huh. to be that having a <laughs> how did yeah that's the other thing. How did it used to be? <laughs> we don't and of course. Uh, asking not how it used to be for these people who are apparently on top of the hierarchy. People used to respect their landlords. (laughs) He says... Uh, It used to be that being a hereditary elite was a mark of status, like being an aristocrat. Then it was what job you did, but now one of the main markers of status is whether you belong to the new elite, which is... But a lot yeah, of it is... You're right to ask a question about that. It's... Hang on. um, We've empty-chaired Matt. Matt? You want to comment on that tautology? I mean, I feel like that if you, if you programmed that, you just typed that sentence into Hippocratic AI, it would fucking blue screen immediately. <laughs> like, but, it, but he says it used to be determined by what job you did, but the way he defines the new elite is just a list of what jobs they do. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the jobs were... Um, architects was the first one. Uh, doctors, Yeah, that is, a, that is a personal <laughs> beef. You can really tell. Like, Matt Goodwin has a fucked up extension on his house. <laughs> And he is fuming. Like, like, he has had cowboy builders in and he's not happy about yeah. it. So they it's, mocked his bow tie. It's uh, architects, journalists, think tankers for some reason. Uh, and then like, you know, civil servants, obviously, and other like professionals. Podcasters, yeah. Podcasters as well. No, podcasters aren't just new elite. They're hyper progressives. Um, <laughs> And also, it's later on in this chapter, though. He says... The progressives are the progressives who wear really baggy clothes. <laughs> says, uh, in reality, many people have only joined the new elite because they benefited from inbuilt advantages that they didn't earn and that weren't available to others, such as their... That's innate- crazy. That's so different <laughs> from the old elite. <laughs> <laughs> such as their cognitive ability, privileged families, social networks that come with these families, an education system that's long been rigged to favor the children of the new elite or their sheer luck. Their that's cognitive l- ability? <laughs> Ah, oh, these fucking smart people <laughs> with their success. <laughs> also, it's like an edu- l- Listen to this this uh, phrase: an education system. So far, so good. You following me? That has long remember the word long been rigged to favor the children of the new elite. It has long been favored <laughs> and structured to favor the children of the new elite. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Well, they're like new in the way that like New College Oxford is new. They're kind of an old new. <laughs> and also, this is from later in the chapter, and it's all about how he sees virtue, quote-unquote, as being une- unevenly distributed. Beyond, by the way, that Aristotle thing, it's never defined. It's just feeling good about yourself. Uh, labor and other institutions that are dominated by the new elite increasingly come to see British society in a way that directs favor, status, and protection, shock horror, to non-white minorities, women, homosexuals, Muslims, and immigrants, while considering white men, heterosexuals, Christians, and especially the English in distinctly unfavorable terms. (laughs) (laughs) All right, first applause break of the night goes to, unfortunately, Matthew Goodwin. (laughs) It's just anti-English racism. That's what it is. I'm not English. Y'all can fucking hate as much as you want. I don't care. I I like it. I am going to have to object to drawing a, such a firm distinction between homosexuals and the English. <laughs> uh, I think there's quite a storied tradition of being both. 
<laughs> favored groups receive protection against criticism and negativity, but unfavored groups receive no such protection, leaving them open to disparagement. I feel like he's again talking about himself. <laughs> he is quoting someone else there, but it does feel like he's talking about himself. Also, it's like, Okay, so it's just the old elite. Uh, citing David Goodhart, the guy, another of these idiots that's always in the paper, he writes, In the last two decades, it has sometimes felt as if, as if an, an enormous social vacuum cleaner has sucked up the status from manual occupations. The, wo the woke Henry Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this feels like fetish stuff again. Ah, oh, all my virtues being sucked up by the woke Hoover. Oh, it could suck the chrome off a tailpipe. <laughs> it is felt as if an enormous social vacuum cleaner has sucked up the status from manual occupations and reallocated it to middling and higher cognitive professions. That is how a vacuum works. <laughs> yeah, it reallocates the dust. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, into the big bag that already has lots of dust <laughs> from the poor little carpet that's just like, oh, just a little bit of dust for me. <laughs> And the Hoover's like, no, this is for the gays. <laughs> I'm putting it in my big gay dust bag. <laughs> and I'm taking it right down to the Indian and black gay building. <laughs> where none of you are allowed just for being English. <laughs> but also it's like, wait, hold on. You're saying some magic process has just magically taken the status from manual occupations, which I guess, wait, in the 1800s, were like factory workers conceived of as being particularly high status? But also, okay. but also he said in the last two decades, so he's implying that pre-2003, Henry Hoover hadn't come out of the closet yet and was racist. <laughs> and something changed. Don't worry about it. 